Hello, and welcome once again to Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. I am Chris Levine, and I will be your host again this time around. I'm very happy you're here. Listen, sometimes when sleeping just isn't happening, I find myself, like many others, on YouTube. And one thing that I find there that interests me these days on a fairly regular basis are what are called reaction videos. You know about these? Now, I'm specifically talking about music reaction videos, for me anyway. Now, I don't like all of them. Sometimes I don't necessarily believe all of them. Sometimes I don't believe somebody's never heard a song before. And sometimes I don't necessarily believe they like it when they say they like it. But when it resonates, it's really, really great stuff. For example, there's a young couple called rob squad reacts i love watching their videos and watching them discover as a couple new music together and there's another one who i'm going to mention shortly but but usually this is what's going on it's usually young people who listen to a song they've never heard and essentially you watch them listen to it and you watch them react to it now what's attractive to me about all this is that they almost always listen to songs that i grew up with and know really well so in a sense it's almost like i'm sharing it with them that's kind of what it feels like and also i get to hear the song through their ears for their first time and it again feels new to me even though i've probably heard the song many times before i can't explain that phenomenon but it works you reappreciate the song. Anyway, not long ago, a young lady with the YouTube channel name Day One Reacts was in my feed. So I clicked on it, and she did this to the song Open Arms by Journey. Now, this is a song that, per my age and radio airplay and owning it and loving it, I must have heard, (laughs) I'm not, literally thousands of times in my life. And it's not a long song. It's the quintessential 80s rock ballad. It's Steve Perry. It's just perfection. Well, she cued the song up. And by the first chorus... The prettiness of the thing combined with this being the first time she ever heard it in her entire life actually made her start to tear up. Now, I'm not talking crazy crying, but it obviously really got to her. She had to stop for a minute to regain her composure, and then she listened to the rest of the song. Now, here's why I bring all this up. When she teared up, I teared up. It obviously wasn't the song by itself. As great as it is, I knew what was coming when she pressed play. It was someone else being moved by something that has always seemed to be around as a part of my life. So she reacted and cried, and I saw her, and I reacted and cried. This got me thinking. Why? 
Was it her specifically? I don't think so. I, I don't know this person. This was the only video of hers I had ever seen at that point. So I really started thinking about it. I you know, was drawing at straws. Why did I cry? Well, one rationale, I thought, you know, she looks culturally and age-wise like she could be with my wife, maybe our daughter. Did that contribute? Yeah, I honestly don't think so. But I mean, ultimately, I don't know. I'll tell you what I do know. I find that perfect strangers, when I can see through their eyes, be it in person or on a movie or in television or on a computer screen, when they cry, I almost always have to fight to not join them. Why does a commercial designed for me to buy something make me cry? Why does flipping channels and landing on a kid show that my son used to watch when he was a toddler make me cry? Why do I cry for no reasons sometimes? I, one last thing. This past few days, I was in New York City, and a couple of things happened where I was crying all week. This is not typical, guys. I promise you. This is not, I mean, I, I'm a sensitive person, but it doesn't push me to tears very often and regularly. Um, I, I saw some people, some of which I haven't been in the same room with in 30 years. I, I, I couldn't keep it together. I, I just couldn't keep it together. We went and saw Phantom of the Opera. Okay. I went primarily because my wife and son wanted to go. I'm not really a big fan of it. I got nothing against it, but I went from the beginning of the music at the beginning of that play. I was gone. I was gone. I, you know, it was, it wasn't even, a, I don't know if it was the story. I don't know if it was just, I was in a weird place in my life at the moment, but I cried <laughs> basically the entire time. Now, disclaimer here, I'm not a morbid dude nor am I a mess going place to place in my life who just can't keep it together. But I guess I could say that I've got a lot of points saved up on my emotional airlines card, and, and I totally have lots and lots of frequent crier miles. See, I need to know why. So here goes. Let's start with ABC News. On their website, they wrote that some people are just more prone to crying than others. Experts aren't entirely sure why. Studies have shown that it could be related to a slew of factors ranging from gender to whether you experienced trauma in the past. Then I found a site with the perfect name for someone like me. It's the Highly Sensitive Refuge site. How wonderful is that? Anyway, it says this. Psychologists believe that roughly one in five people, including both men and women, are what's known as highly sensitive people, or HSPs. What that means is that they feel and, prospect and process surroundings more deeply than the rest, including the physical stimuli and all emotional cues and then it gives five reasons 
that highly sensitive people are the way that they are. Number one, it says our brains are wired for bigger emotional responses. In fact, we may have a gene that affects an area at the front of the brain known as the ventromedial prefrontal cortex, which impacts emotional regulation. Number two, we may be just naturally more empathetic and the emotions we pick on or pick up on can be real heavy. Not only do highly sensitive people feel their own emotions strongly, but they have a tendency to absorb emotions from those around them. Like when I watched the reaction video, this makes us incredibly empathetic having the ability to understand and share someone else's feelings. Dude, I can dig that. Number three, we're more easily overloaded in a highly stimulated environment, which means that we can lead ourselves to tears unknowingly. Our high sensitivity often triggers social anxiety, which can make us a little unsure of what's going on if we feel that there are too many eyes upon us. Number four, we have a tendency to become stressed, anxious, and depressed a little more easily. And number five, highly sensitive people generally often need more self-care in their lives than others do. And crying can be both an outlet as well as a sign of this. Okay, and if I may add to this list on a personal level, I also think we're sentimental. Our hearts are jump-started by sentimental things, and often these things keep our emotional motors running. All that taken into consideration, I'm okay with having a big, sensitive, sentimental heart. I mean, I'd rather feel something that moves me in a positive way to tears than to feel nothing. So, for example, if the Johnny Cash version of the Trent Reznor song Hurt and its video brings me to tears, I'm perfectly fine with that. Interestingly, the opening line of that song says, I hurt myself today to see if I still feel. Criers like us don't need to do that. We can see puppies playing and feel their innocence, and it can remind us of our own period of innocence and maybe a better or easier time, and all of a sudden, we start crying. We can find a toy at a garage sale that we forgot we once had, and that can open a Pandora's box of feelings. But ultimately, I'd rather be more emotional than stoic. I'd rather feel love than analyze its properties. Okay, so then this. When thinking of this episode and mentally putting it together, a commercial came on that just wrecked me. And every show break for this show that I was watching, they showed it over and over and again and again. Same commercial. It was for Shriners Children's Hospital. Have you seen this? All these little kids fighting through disabilities and being positive and thanking the donors to the hospital for being their heroes. I stood no chance. Every commercial break, they showed this thing, and every single time I saw it, tears fell. 
it reinforced my hatred of cancer and how it stole my dad from me and how little kids should never have to deal with any of these stupid problems that they didn't cause and how the world sucks and then you still look at them and they're still smiling because they're all still rock stars while I sit here with two working legs and arms complaining to the world because I have a weight problem that I myself created and can do something about? Sorry, Robert Smith. Boys do cry. And you do too. You know that. You're just hiding the tears in your eyes, if I remember correctly. Feeling things is not a bad thing. It's being touched and touching another. It's pulling on heartstrings. It's holding a sleeping baby. (laughs) It's more real than putting up a front of misguided masculinity. I guess I'll close by saying that not only do I feel that it's okay, but I strongly encourage it because you are not soft when you're soft. You're just real. You are loving and you're genuine. So listen, if you too cry sometimes because of what your heart feeling just makes, does something to you that's wonderful and and you become beside yourself with emotion, don't feel bad. Don't feel ashamed. In fact, I invite you right here by my side because I too come to you with open arms, nothing to hide, believe what I say. We have once again arrived at the time on Refresher when we present you with a Spotify playlist to shadow our overall theme. We have for you this time around a Refresher podcast, Boys Do Cry playlist. You can find it really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Boys Do Cry. Now, I don't know how this one came together, but it may be one of the best playlists yet, both thematically and in its flow. Um, It's a good one. Track number one, Tears on My Pillow, a beautiful oldie by Little Anthony and the Imperials. Number two, Peter Gabriel with the song Family Snapshot. When you hear it, you're going to wonder what it's doing on this list. But by the end of the song, you're going to understand. Be patient and wait for the plot twist. At which point it's going to become excruciatingly deep, at least to me. Number three, from there, the Queen is Dead record. It's the Smiths with I Know It's Over. I can't put into words how much I adored this song as a high schooler. I I, I still love it. Number four is the band The Verve with Sonnet. Perfect song. Five and six are two cover songs where I could have easily used the originals because they're pretty flawless. But for the sake of this playlist flowing better, I used covers. Number five is the Tears for Fears song, Mad World, but this is the Michael Andrews and Gary Jules version. And number six is the beautiful 
instrumental version of Radiohead's exit music for a film played by Christopher O'Reilly on the piano. Number seven, Mother Father by Journey. This may be Steve Perry's best recorded vocal performance of all time, which is saying something. And think about this, if you didn't already know. This song came on the record, and the very next song on the Escape record after this song was, you guessed it, Open Arms. One came right after the other. Can you imagine? Number eight, a guy whose voice was obviously a huge influence on Steve Perry, and he tells you that. If you listen, you can totally hear it. Sam Cooke with a change is going to come. Number nine from Siamese Dream, Smashing Pumpkins with Luna. And number 10, the aforementioned version of the Nine Inch Nails song Hurt, performed by Johnny Cash. That's our new playlist. Again, you can find this playlist really easily on Spotify. Just type in Refresher Podcast dash Boys Do Cry. We'd like to welcome some new listeners to our little show. Our demographics report shows that we now have listeners in East Falmouth, Massachusetts. We want to say welcome to you guys and all of our new listeners to Refresher. If you happen to land on our show and you didn't know what it was and you took a chance, welcome. You know, this show simply would not exist without listeners like you. If you could all do me a favor, please continue to pass this podcast along to your friends. Also, if you'd like to help this podcast stay up and running, if you would like, you can make a small monthly contribution. Just see the support this podcast link under the episode description. If you are so inclined, that would be wonderful and it would help a lot. But here's the thing, whether you do or whether you don't, please feel free to listen to and enjoy this show anytime because it is yours. We do have a website if you're interested in any of the books I've written, including the celebrity interviewing and so forth. Uh, we also have merch such as t-shirts and all that groovy stuff that you can get for Refresher. Just go to refresherpodcast.yolasite.com. That is refresherpodcast.yolasite. Com. As always, the music that begins and ends this podcast is by the band Dive. It's always going to be, so you're going to have to get used to it. The song is called A Day Late, and it was written by none other than Mr. John Villafuerte. Until next time, this is Chris Levine for Refresher, the Pop Culture Therapy Podcast. Everyone, please take care of yourself and do yourself a favor, and remember... There's a big difference between worry and concern. We'll see you next time. <laughs>